Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, dog? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul KOL from 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Matt Smine, the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Prez. Welcome back to the Murder Master Music Show. This is episode 853. Tonight we step away from music and we enter the ring. We're going to talk to former heavyweight champion of the world, Hasim the Rock Rockman. He's here right now with us. Let me bring him on. Champ, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here, man. Man, first and foremost, uh, I want to congratulate you. I saw on your uh, Instagram page your uh, son just won his first title. You said uh, it took you three years. He did it in his second victory. Wow. Huge congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing, man. I think um, it's my third go-around with my children, my boys fighting. And I think um, this is my youngest boy. He got the benefit of my experience and his two older brother experiences. So I think this one's going to be super special. Yeah. Just his second fight. That's just amazing. Um, and his older brother, um, I see Rob Matt Jr., he, he's still doing real good, too. Um, doesn't he have a fight coming up in Dubai soon? No, it's not in Dubai, but it's in, he's fighting in Baltimore on November 6th. Him and uh, his, his younger brother, Sharif, they both undefeated. Um, so they both fighting November 6th in Baltimore. 
Wow, that's amazing, man. Uh, and you yourself, you know, you're still a young guy. You know, uh, what's it like to go from being the heavyweight champ to now being the, you know, the guy in the corner helping your sons achieve the, the, the success you've achieved? That's the most difficult thing in the world. Because um, for me, if ever they get hit or whatever, I just I just wish it was me just in there getting hit. I, it's all good when uh, everything going good, good, good. But, um, you know, I just never really want to see my sons get hit. So it's still yeah. it's still painful watching them ever taking a punch. Because boxing is still a very, very dangerous sport. I wouldn't even call yeah. it a game because it's not a game. So, you know, it's a dangerous sport. Yeah, for sure, real talk. Uh, we also just seen uh, the grandson of uh, legendary Muhammad Ali. He, he's got a couple fights under his belt now. Um, the, 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 the sport of boxing is looking really good right now. Heavyweight division seems to be on fire. What did you think of the uh, Fury Wilder uh, uh, three? Man, I thought it was uh, I thought it was an amazing fight. If uh, if Wilder could have put in this game plan how to really, you know, stop uh stop Fury from from grabbing him and leaning on him. I think he wins the fight. Yeah. You think that tired him out then? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Warm Definitely drained him. Drained him, uh drained him in the second fight and the third fight. So, you know, I thought he gave me a better game plan. It's uh just, just a little simple tactic that he could have added to his game just to stop him from 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 leaning on him. He wins the fight, but that's not to take anything away from Tyson Fury. He went in there and performed, executed his plan, and not only that, he showed tremendous heart, desire from getting up from not one but two knockdowns, uh, yeah. and, and came back and knocked and stopped Deontay Wilder. So I thought it was a sensational fight. Uh, yeah, it sure, it sure was. Like you said, Fury, uh, that that punch, you saw like the ripples go down the side of his body when he got hit. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody could get up from that. You know, definitely a hard. I've never hit. seen uh, somebody. I've never seen somebody get knocked out so many times without a loss on their record. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Deontay yeah. knocked him out. Cleanly, he knocked him out in the first fight. He's out, yeah. out. Then he just like he dead road. I just yeah. never saw nobody get knocked out so many times without even losing. He doesn't even have a loss. So I mean, that's that's kudos to to Fury and his condition and his heart and his desire, and that's good for boxing in the heavyweight division. You know, so boxing is in a good. Good space right now. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Uh, prior to this run, the last time it was really in a, a good space was, uh, you know, back when you were fighting. You know, back uh, back in the days, uh, you know, in South Africa when you took the title from Lennox. Um, but let's go back before that, man. Uh, years ago, you got shot multiple times and survived. Um, you know, you battled your way in the ring in wars and different things like that, but getting shot um, that many times, what was that battle like, and how did you get through it, brother? Man, that was, that was you know, that was life and death. Uh, 
know, yeah. I never really looked at boxing as life and death. But, and, you know, growing up in the streets of Baltimore, you know, and, 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 and me, I wanted to be in the streets. You know, I wanted their life. I wanted their fast life. I wanted the money, the cars, the girls. I wanted their life. I didn't want to go to school for eight years to get it. So, you know, I you know, I placed myself in the streets and got in the belly of the beast and that's 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 one of the things that they tell you when you first got out there, you know, if you choose this life, more than likely two things gonna happen. You either going you going to jail or or you're gonna be or you going to the graveyard. And uh <clears throat> you know, they're trying to send me to the graveyard. You um you know, like Pac, uh, he took five shots and survived it. You know, um, he left the hospital, you know, the day after. Uh, I imagine you, though, you, how long were you in there for? Funny thing, funny thing. Uh, I left the hospital the day after. And, and actually, really? on everything, I, I knocked a guy out on the street. I'm the, 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 same day, the same day I came home. Wow. Man. That's that now. That's what you call being tough. <laughs> that's you know. That's on a well, whole I mean, other level. I can't. I can't. I can't really take. Like I wasn't. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it to you 100 percent. Like, like when I saw the two guys all there, which we used to call a strip. Like this is my strip. This is my corner. And I saw two guys on there arguing on my on my corner. So I actually saw all my whole crew across the street. So I knew it wasn't gonna be. If it got too too rough, I had the cavalry was coming. But it just so happened that it only took one shot. But um, you know, I can't just I can't just say I ain't know how I, I, I had protection coming. But I did knock him out. No. No, you got him the uh the following day or whatever when you got out of the hospital. You seen him? Where yeah, were I had you one hand in the sling and I was still again. I, did what? Were you worried he might have pulled a pistol on you again? I, I just told you my cavalry would cross the street. I wasn't worried about it. He might have got out one shot. Yeah. No. Man, that's that's amazing. And then to go from that to the uh, the top of the world of boxing, you know, um, to survive Baltimore in its own. Uh, a lot of people didn't make it out of Baltimore, you know, and, and other places. Um what what made you finally say, you know what, I'm I'm getting out of the street life and I'm leaving this alone? You know, I think I really got to attribute it to my son, you know, um, because I had a friend of mine and his um his parents were like hustlers and, and they gave him everything he wanted. When we were kids growing up, he had everything, everything. So so when they went to jail, he had nothing. So I just felt like, this is what I'm going to do to my son because when they're going to catch me, you know, and uh, my son going to wind up picking up picking up the pieces, you know, wherever I left off, you know, if this is what I do, I think that's what he's going to do. It really is so p- p- pathetic because he, he 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 picked up what I picked up. So if I was a drug dealer, more 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 like more than likely he would have been a drug dealer. So it's like I said, it's so profound because. Now he's a boxer, you know. So um, I just wanted better for him. So I had to get up off of that. I had to change my life. 
Yeah, props uh, to you for doing that. You know, um, you uh, went in a direction, like you said, where you could provide generational wealth for your kids. You know, if you would have stayed in that life, eventually one of them bullets would have took you out, you know. Um, yeah, or, or, or I would be doing life in the penitentiary. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, those are the only two roads usually, you know, if you're not lucky enough to make it out of it alive, yeah, those are the only two roads. Um, you know, um, now you, here you are. Let's move forward. You're, uh, you know, you're boxing. You're doing real good. You're knocking people out. You know, a lot of people don't understand. You have 41 knockouts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that puts you right up there with the Deontay Wilders, the George Foremans, and all the the, the great heavyweights. You know, who knock out power. Um, how did you develop your knockout power? When did you know that, that you were going to be a problem for a lot of guys facing you? I think I think I always knew I was just, like, powerful. I always knew I was powerful. In the yeah. streets, I had nothing but knockouts. Everything was one punch. When I fought in the street, only threw one punch. And every time I threw that one punch, somebody was sleeping for a considerable period of time. So I always knew I could, could punch. I always knew I was strong. I always knock a fight. I just didn't know nothing about boxing. So when when I got to the boxing, when I first walked in the gym, um, the first guy I sparred, I dropped him. So and he was a top 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 amateur guy in there. So they so so Mac Lewis was my first trainer. Said, no, you can't spar with the pro um, amateurs anymore. You got to spar with the pros. So almost immediately. I had to spar from the pros off off top, basically. Man, just getting that uh, you know that master class workout, you know, right right from the beginning, sharpening your your tools, so to speak, right away. Yeah, it was it wasn't sharpening; I was getting punished. Oh. I was getting punished because I'm really just fresh off the street, and they throw me in the deep water. So it was even sink or swim. So, you know, all the punches, all the punching power I think I have, you know, the first 30 seconds of one minute, I'm going out there letting everything go. But a seasoned pro, he's just looking at me. You know, you finished, that's all you had. He will make you think you really can't punch because they know how to be relaxed. And they don't they don't respond to your punches the way an amateur would or the way a civilian would. So now that's putting doubt in my head. You know, like, man, can I punch? Actually, can I? Can I really punch this hard, or you know, does he really not feel my punches? Yeah, yeah. You, well, you know, you you definitely proved, you know, what I'm saying that that you are uh, you belong in, in the in the you know in the mentioning with the Holyfields and the Tysons. And didn't your son just fight on the uh, Tyson Jones undercard too? No, he's supposed to. Uh, he's supposed to fight on that card. I was supposed to train him. I mean, I was training him for that for that for that uh, fight, and uh, we we all me him and my other son, we all contracted COVID. And oh. my son went to the weigh in before he found out he had. He was there at the weigh in, and he found out he had COVID right there. It's crazy, man. But he man, I, I hope it wasn't too bad on you guys, man. Was it was a pretty rough battle with COVID for you guys? I mean, not for me, now, I, I really didn't feel anything. But um, all I did was sleep. I slept it off, and and, and actually, when I when I first had it, 
I thought really running the treadmill in my house. So I thought I, I thought running the treadmill, but I was advised by my physician to um that I, it, it would increase the chance of me getting uh, pneumonia. So I just I just the hardest thing for me was just not to do anything. You know, just yeah. lay down. You know, because I stay in the gym every day. So that was the hardest part for me, just to, to do nothing, just lay there. You know, that was the hard part for me. But as far as physically uh, losing taste buds or anything like that, I didn't get any of that. I didn't, I didn't. I really didn't have any symptoms. They told me I had COVID. That's how I knew. Other than that, I was kind of okay. Oh. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, we, we've interviewed a lot of people on this show um, who had it real bad. You know, they, they still have uh, symptoms to this day. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's good that you guys uh, made it out of that. Um, now, you say you was in the gym. You couldn't go in the gym. Uh, do you stay fight ready? Like, I, I I know you're retired. You've been retired since, I think, what, 17 or 14? Um, but if if some, if the right thing came along, would you ever consider getting back in the ring? If any of these guys that fought my era say my name, is on. I mean, it's not even a question. I'm, I'm already ready. Um, I know I'm stronger than every heavyweight in my era. Every last one of them, without a doubt, I'm stronger than them. So um, <clears throat> it'll just be in there. It'll just be up to him to say my name and we can go. Like, it does not matter. In fact, I think I think we was trying to, um, to uh, I got a, a junior middleweight son. Evander Holyfield got a junior middleweight son. Evan, I think he just fought this weekend, knocked somebody out. So I think Holyfield messed the bag up by um, – Going in there, looking the way he looked against the guy he just fought. Uh, the Oscar De La Hoya was supposed to fight him, but he ran and stepped in on short notice, and you know, one round, that's it. But I, I was proposing that me and my son fight. He ran to his son, and then we we allow them to be the main event. We be the co-main event. We fight, and then uh, let our boys be the main event, and, and you know, pass the torch. But I believe I don't think that's no longer even, you know, credible at this point. So we've yeah. had to mess that bag before. Yeah, yeah, he rushed in. I think he was itching to fight, you know, um, and he rushed in too soon. Um, but that would have been a great idea, man, because, like you said, it would be like passing the torch to your kids. Um, what about a, what, what if uh, uh, Lennox says, you know what, I want a trilogy with you. I, w- I want to cap it off our our two battles. Would you uh, entertain him again? I can't say I can't say it, no plan that I just said it. Anybody who says my name, I'm saying yes. Well, there you Anybody go, who says my name, I'm saying yes. Anybody, it ain't no. I'm not gonna pick and choose or say no, no. I'm not gonna fight you or no this or that. You know, um, but anybody who says they want to fight me, I'm, there's no, I'm, yes, 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 yes. That's dope. That's dope. I imagine, uh, you know, uh, just like though you worry for your sons, I imagine they, they'd they be worried if you got back in the ring. Um, you know, if any of them told you, no, Dad, don't do it. I mean, well, they know I wouldn't listen. But one thing about me right now, I'm stronger <laughs> than I was when I was at my height of my career. I'm super strong right now. They can't. They they probably would want to see what kind of damage I would do. Because I'm telling you, I mean, spawn partners will be going to the hospital. 
Yeah, you you got that power, man. You've always had that power. Like I said, 41 knockouts. It's right up there at Marciano, all those guys. You know, uh, do you feel, though, that sometimes when they when they mention uh, uh, some of the heavyweights from your era, uh, they kind of slight you a little bit? I mean, I, I definitely feel that way in my whole career. I feel like, um, you know, I honestly feel like that um, I should have been undefeated and fighting for the undisputed heavyweight championship. I, I beat David Tour. They cheated me. They flat out robbed me in that first fight. You know, actually, by me, both fights, they gave me a draw in the second fight. I feel like I beat him twice, but I don't have any victory. And yeah, they stopped that way so, too early. And you were ready to go. Oh, you were ready to. Yeah, you you were still there, you know. Um, but they allowed him to hit me after the bell and not even give me, like, time to recover. Yeah. You know, like, that's just blatant, you know. But um, I so, so for me, whatever people feel, or whatever people care, or the credit they give me, I'm not really concerned about it. Like I'm concerned about how I feel about me, and that's that's really it. If if um if if I mean me and the people who who rock with me, I care about that those people and and what I feel. Because if I worry about what everybody else think or if everybody else give me credit, then um you know it, it it it's 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 a futile emotion. You know what I'm saying? Why am I why am I caring? Like, I can't change people's mind. Whatever they believe, they believe. I can't go back and change, but, I mean, like, you can put whatever you want on somebody's record and generations and generations and generations down the line may say, oh, he lost to David Tour. But I feel like I never lost to David Tour, ever, you know. Um, and if, I, if, if justice would have prevailed, I would have been fighting Lennox Lewis as an undefeated fighter fighting for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. But 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 it didn't happen that way. But um, in my mind, you know, I feel like David Tua got went over me, but he he don't deserve it. I was blatantly cheated. So you know, I I mean, but 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 once people put it down in the record book, people think that's the gospel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of people uh, uh they just go by what it says on paper, but uh, those who've seen the fights. They know, um, you know, but you, you came in, though, nevertheless, a few fights later, you know, like I said, South Africa, uh, and you were underdog going into that fight. Everybody was betting on Lewis, and that was one of the great shocks of boxing. You know, uh, people didn't see that coming, but you did. You believed in yourself. Did you know uh, uh, you were going to obtain a victory by knockout against Lennox? I mean... I, I definitely didn't feel like um, I was going to go in there and outbox Lennox. Um, so yeah. definitely I felt like I would knock him out. And uh, if, if you really lit, look at the fight without listening to different the, the commentators, you'll see I hit Lennox with some good shots several times in that fight. So um, it was a real fight. It was a real fight. It wasn't like he just beat me from pillar to post and I closed my eyes and hit him with this lucky shot. That That's not the narrative. That's the narrative people try to create. Oh, I got lucky. Oh, I got a lucky shot out. Huh? It was a slug fight. It was a war. I mean, you guys yeah, were, we had, were we had a, we teeing had, off on we each had, other. We, had a, we definitely had a back-and-forth fight. So, so you know, but, but, but 
you know, society try to create a narrative and just feed it to the people, and the people are so ignorant to to to, to boxing, they just accept it. So that's why, like, I never accept the narrative. I got to find out for myself what really happened, and that I don't I don't just go by what people tell me. You know, I because I've been a victim of that. So I I never just take nobody's word or just when I rest them. I got to really go and do the research. Well, you, you definitely prepared for that fight. You brought it to him. I don't think he was expecting that. And um, once he got in there with you, he realized, okay, I'm in for a fight. It was like a, a throwback to the days, like you said, uh, you guys were really going at each other. It was kind of like Ron Lau, uh, uh, George Foreman, you know, uh, <laughs> Ernie Shavers, you know, the greats of that era, um, you know. When you're in that type of a fight and you got somebody coming at you with with serious intentions to, to, to get you out of there, how do you keep yourself calm and how do you um you know what I'm saying, you know, mentally prepare for something like that when you're training? Wait a minute, I wanna say one thing before I answer that question. Um, to me the fight it reminded me very similar to the thriller in Manila for me. You got this big, big champion against this younger Muslim boxer, and I went over there, and I really had the people in South Africa. They just fell in love with me before the fight because I was over there. I was over there giving them my time. They was watching me. They got to me. I was running the streets. They was screaming. It was just like it was the whole thrill, thrill and Manila thing all over again. Um, but to answer your question is, uh, you have to stay relaxed. You have to stay. If you don't, if you tense up. With a big strong guy hitting you like you going right to sleep. So if you can relax and stay and stay calm, uh, keep your calm demeanor, then you can you can react and you can use your reflexes and 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 the shots don't hurt as well as much. You can ride some shots. You can see them coming. You can you can you can get your own shots off. You can just uh, you can control you can control the fight a lot more as a relaxed person than. Uh, like an angry person or or a tense person, but um, if, if if you stay relaxed, you should be you should be good. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, uh, but you you've had uh many great fights over the years. Um, when you look back, I mean, obviously that moment in South Africa when you became the the heavyweight champion, the lineal champion. Um. Uh, that's obviously got to be near the top of the list. What are some of the other fights, though, looking back at your career that you really are proud of? My, 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 for me, which I don't get credit for this, but I give myself credit. But I don't, nobody really don't have to give me credit. I look at what I did, and and the, for me, I fought Corey Sanders from South Africa, right? I fought him for the. He was a hard hitting guy. He knocked out Vladimir Klitschko in two rounds. And won, his, and won the title from him. But what I did, we fought in Atlantic City. I took his WBU world title from him. That was To me, that was my first heavyweight championship. So when I fought Lennox, I was already a world heavyweight champion. So for me, I wind up, he wound up, he wound up knocking me down. And then, and then he came in for the finish, and I hit him with a right hand and dropped him. You know, it was a back and forth affair. It was like a slugfest. I mean, it was it was it was it was uh, a sensational fight. You know, I was an underdog in that fight. So, you know, when people people they can they can count me out all they want, 
You know what I'm saying? But people who count me out clearly can't count because I'm never one to be counted out. Oh, so no, man. I was just going to say, you earn every accolade, man, uh, with with blood, sweat, and glory. You know, you went in there and did what had to be done. You wanted You showed heart. Like in that Corey Sanders fight, it was a battle of who wanted it more. <clears throat> and you proved because he, he, he got you down early, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, then you came right. back. Right. And, um, yeah, I remember that, man. Um, definitely a battle. Uh, it, it should be on these, uh, you know, a lot of these guys make these YouTube videos, you know, top ten fights, this, this, and that. It should be in there for sure. But uh, it, it you, you don't feel like you got credit for that. It, but, but, see, I don't need it because I give myself credit. I don't really need the credit. You know, I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying, see, for me, I can't. You know, a lot of people say, they don't care what nobody say. They don't worry about. But for me, I really, I really, I really give myself the credit, you know. And if yeah. I do something wrong, I'm hard on myself, you know. So, so um, I can't just, I can't live and die by other people's thoughts. No, no way. You no, know, I can't live by. Yeah, I can't. I just can't let them create my narrative. You know, I won a world heavyweight title from Corey Sanders. And if you listen to Michael Butler at the end and the new WBU World Heavyweight Champion, Hassan the Rock Rock, okay, that's a world title to me. Now, for me, it was so funny is this, right? I remember when Tommy Morrison and Riddick Bowe and Herbie Hyde, all of them was WBO champions, right? And at that time, the WBO was not really, it was just nothing. Everybody looked at it like they did. Like they look at the WBU title now, when it when it's gotten more acclaimed, now it's one of the four major titles. Now everybody accepts it. Oh well, he's a this champion, he's a that. I mean, so for me, if the WBU ever if somebody put money in the WB title and they made it the fifth championship belt, then they say, oh well, he was a three time champion. You know what I'm saying? But that's what they say. I was a three-time champion, world heavyweight champion. I had to fight through a war to win that world heavyweight title. I'm a three-time heavyweight champion. I'm not going to let nobody else say, oh, well, that bet don't count. It counts to me. It counts to 100%. me. And if somebody if, if somebody came in and put put a put a couple million dollars in the WBU and they, and they thought and Canelo fought for that belt, and, and and they gave it. I mean, they won the title, and then other fighters start winning WBU title. Now, now it's official. Then everybody gonna start going back retroactively, giving everybody the credit like they did. Like Tommy Morrison won the w, WBO heavyweight champ, but nobody never looked at him as a heavyweight champ. But You're now right. they go back. He was a heavyweight champ. But, You're but right see, that's what that. they do. People, that's what they do. That's what they do. And then see. Now, now, Tommy let them create the narrative that he wasn't a heavyweight champ. Now he's gone. You know, he's gone. And, and people giving him credit for being the heavyweight champion of the world. I'm not going to let them do that. I was they, a three-time uh, heavyweight champion of the world. They do that a lot in the world of hip-hop, too. They don't give them their flowers when they're here. Um, you know, like the homie, uh, the great DJ Ready Red of the Ghetto Boys or Fresh Kid Ice the Two Live Crew. Those guys were pioneers. They created foundations for others to follow. And uh, you didn't hear nothing about them until they passed, sadly. 
It's it's tragic how they uh, they do. Like you said, Tommy Morrison, you, they weren't giving the man his flowers when he was around. He was trying to do things. He had a reality show he was working on. He was trying to get things off the ground. No one gave a shit. No one wanted to reach out to him. Yeah, it's it's a cold world, man. Um, sure is. But you yourself, because, you're the author of your own story. Narrative for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the author of this book. You're the author of, of your own story, um, which brings me to this question. Do, do you ever have any plans to, to write a book or, or maybe do a documentary? Um, yes, I do. But, see, the thing is, my book is still being written, and uh, I want yeah. I want, I want, um, I want to know, I want to be, right now, I'm in the process of becoming a heavyweight champion of the business world. So I need to be the heavyweight champion of the business so I can so I can show, you know, at the same time, you know, how I did this. How I did the how I took the platform from from what I achieved in boxing and took it into into business and, and created, you know, uh, uh uh a definite 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 successful business and show other fighters and other athletes how to do it because you know the post career is, 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 is almost as important as the career. If yeah. you know, if not more. Yeah. But I'm definitely yeah, got, man, I got um, I got. Listen, I'm gonna tell you like this: the difference between me doing life in the federal penitentiary and becoming a heavyweight champion was 12 hours. And nobody know that story. But man, I got man, I got I got juice for real. That's the power and stuff like that. Ain't got nothing on the stuff that I had. Nothing on my life. Nothing on what I can do to make a mini series or, or whatever I want to do. I can do it. I just, it's just timing is everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And if you're still writing the story, it only it, it only makes sense just to uh, go for the right opportunity that comes along. And it will, brother, because everything you did set in stone, it's there. It's uh, Anybody can so check can't it out. Take it away. Never, never. You can't take you know? it away. You can't take it away. So, so oh, oh, I was champ in 2001. So that means 2040. I'm, I wasn't gonna be champ in 2001. No, I'm still gonna be champ in 2001. That's history. So when you say, so when you say Joe Frazier, when you say Muhammad Ali, when you say George Foreman, when you say Joe Lewis, guess what? Guess what? Along that lineage, a little country boy from Baltimore. I'm yeah. along that lineage. You can't take that away. You cannot, the man, no matter what. The man who beat the man. I mean, you yeah, absolutely. You can't take that away. You yeah. know, I like to tell people, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm one of the guys. I think I'm the only guy who got victory over of, of, of fighters who had victory over Ali, both Klitschko brothers, Tyson, and Evander. Come on now, nobody else can lay claim to that. Nobody in the world. Yeah, you uh oh yeah man people uh people gotta go and uh definitely uh do their homework on you man because uh you you've done a lot of amazing things in your career and I look forward to the things you do in the future as well especially uh, with your sons I know they're they're destined for greatness and are already achieving it um <clears throat> I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me. Uh, before we get out of here, brother, uh, is there anything you want to say, any shout-outs or anything you want to mention? I, w- I want to give you the floor. 
Well, I just want to, you know, I just want to appreciate your audience and let them know I appreciate them. You know, um, I got three sons. I got a junior. I got Sharif Rockman and I got Hassan Rockman. And I'm telling you, you're going to you're going to hear big things from each and every one of them. And I think I think with with my my youngest, he got me. He got his older. He got two older brothers. I just think, man, it's going to be something special. Something special. So the Rockman name ain't going away in boxing for the foreseeable future. Y'all, y'all stuck with us. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I encourage everybody that's listening, if you're just getting into boxing right now, do yourselves a favor and go look up some of these classic fights with, uh, you know what I'm saying, The Rock, the original. You know what I'm saying, the original. Uh, thank you for uh, you know all the entertainment over the years. And if you do get back in the ring, man, uh, I look forward to it. You know, uh, like you said, with any one of these guys uh, from your era. You know, and people don't don't remember this too. You know, um, uh, at nine eleven, you know that whole era, you were the guy who was the American champion. You were the guy who was representing our country during one of our darkest times. Um, you know, what I was I'm saying? I was I was the world heavyweight champion in nine eleven. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's. Let me ask you this before we go, though. What's it like when you get that status, when you get that belt, and people come up to you on the street, you go to eat, and people are coming up to you, and you're like an ambassador to the people of the world, man. What's that like? It's the craziest thing. Let me just tell you this, right? It's the craziest time of somebody's life because here I am with the most money I've ever had in my life, and I'm paying for less things than I ever paid for in my life. Dinner. So everything's given to you. Everything's given to you. So so um it's like it, it's so weird because now I can afford everything. Everything. And everybody wanna give me everything. So so yeah. that's 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 like the most that's the, the the weirdest feeling ever. Like you know I can afford it now. But now you wanna give it to me. And I don't understand that because like when I was when I was a young an up and coming fighter making four hundred six hundred dollars a fight, he wouldn't have gave me this stuff. So really, how sincere is this gift? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could get that to some of the younger up and coming. Get that to some of the amateurs. I don't need it now. You know, I don't. I don't need it. Give it to somebody who needs it now. I mean, you know, like why? Why, why are you giving it to me now? You know, I don't need it. I'm good. I'm a heavyweight champion of the world. I'm good. Go 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 to an amateur tournament. Give it to some of them amateurs. Give it to a national champion. You know? I mean that's I mean heavyweight champions don't need it. We good. Go give it to somebody up and coming who you know, that's like like somebody if if, if LeBron James come to um come come to town, somebody wanna treat him with something to eat. He could. He he don't need your money. But how about some no, yeah, you play who can no. barely afford sneakers? That's how about true. That's what a, a true champion of the people does, you know. Uh, you know, like we, we've seen the videos of Muhammad Ali talking people off of the ledge, you know, wanting to commit suicide or, you know, going to free people in different countries. And, you know, um, it's amazing that uh, the responsibility I imagine though that 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 comes with that, you know, because people got you under a microscope, 
you know they're they're, they're everybody's looking at you you know um but again i seem i appreciate you brother i look forward to uh hey, your son's hey i appreciate you man anytime anytime you hit me and we're doing it again after any fight or whatever you whenever you want me on i'm on if you want my kids on they'll be on you know oh, um, definitely. And my youngest boy and my youngest boy whenever you're ready i want I want you to be the, one of the first ones to introduce him to the world because they will hear about this kid. He's so special. So uh, anytime oh, man, you hit me, you, know, you, 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 you got direct access to me, so anytime, Chad. Man, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, you guys take care of yourselves. And, uh, you know, um, we'll be out of here. Uh, we'll be real back real soon. Thank you so much.